0: Today's goddess represents truth, fairness, justice, health, and healing. Known as a life-giving mother goddess, her spa shrine waters are said to be miraculous in their ability to effect cures. She is Sulis.
1: Hello, goddesses. Welcome to episode number 20 of Goddess Chat with Leos. We are your hostesses. I am Gigi, and this is the gorgeous Nicole. Hey, gorgeous, right back at you.
0: (laughs) Well, beautiful goddesses and everyone, join us as we drink some tea and explore the meanings, legends, and powers of this episode's
1: goddess. If you love the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your chosen listening service. You can find us on Instagram at goddesschatleos, or you can even email us if you'd like at at yahoo.com. And the best way to show your support for the show is to rate, review, and also word of mouth is priceless. Mouth yeah yeah. Yeah, mine mine is a little off today sorry fine all right
0: goddesses grab that tea let's chat
1: it's tea time that's all we got are we gonna wrap this time Oh my god.
0: I really listened to that last week. That was so funny. I was like, God, we are funny. We are just funny ladies. We try. We try. Oh my goodness. I'm telling you. Um, so my tea, I got a new one. It's a ginger lemon because those are two of Sulis's uh corresponding um herbs. And it's tangy. It's like those, those awesome uh ginger chews that you get. Oh yes. Those candies.
1: So I'm drinking this, and I'm like, okay,
0: put a little I like love it. whiskey in it. Oh,
1: yum, well, yum, that yum, yum, tasty, yum. yes. <laughs> like a little hot toddy. Actually, terrific. I could use I could use a hot toddy. I'm actually drinking um green tea with honey and lemon right now because we have a bit of a cold over here. Ooh. Going around in that house, the so- buggers. Yeah, so got the, you know, this post-nasal drip and all that fun stuff. So hot toddies are definitely my go-to uh, for that. We should uh, have hot toddy hour instead of tea time. Oh, oh I like that. I like that. Uh, okay, hey, done. we could have a hot
0: torty hour too. Oh, babies. <laughs> you know what's funny is Cleo is just sadly sitting on the chair right in front of her food bowl. She's like, this is all I have to live for, my food. <laughs>
1: She's just sitting there salivating, waiting, counting the seconds until her next meal. She's like, When do you come? When?
0: Well, Miss Gigi, we actually have an amazing sponsor this
1: week. Are you excited? (gasps) We finally get to announce it. I am so
2: excited.
1: Drum roll, please. Please. (laughs)
0: We have our sponsor this episode is the um, Selkies Cottage and I actually looked up what the word Selkies mean and it is Norse, Norse and Celtic mythology meaning seal folk. So that's oh. uh, yeah. So basically, they would turn from seal to human form, and it's adorable because their little card that they send—it's um, a mother-daughter duo that makes um, specialized candles uh, that are, you know, representing goddesses. But their little picture is a cottage with a seal, and I'm
1: like, oh, it makes Aww, sense now. I love it. But I'm yeah, so, their mm-hmm. candles are amazing. They—they they actually use vintage glassware. To um, make their candles. And so you can repurpose that afterwards as well. And so I just they're just so adorable and they smell amazing and so much love and thought goes into them. So definitely check them out. They are doing a Mother's Day special right now. So go to their page the Selkies Cottage on Instagram, and you can get their um, their Mother's Day special. Ooh, very mm-hmm. nice.
0: Well, I was just going to say that the um, special candle that they are launching tomorrow, I believe it is, it is the uh, Sulis Sun Goddess. Yes. So <laughs> it's made with eucalyptus for healing and relaxation, and garden rain for the waters of bath. And can oh. candle, how do you say that right calendula calendula thank you for the healing Mm -hmm. properties as well as representing the sun and Mm -hmm. the mother-daughter duo is crystal and karina and they are so beautiful and we'll post tons of pictures of it we just uh we loved them
1: they're beautiful yeah no, the candles are gorgeous. All their stuff is crafted with love. And they always craft them on the new moon, yes. from what I'm aware. So a lot of thought and love goes into each candle. Absolutely.
0: And we'll have um, more information about them in our, our show notes. You can find them on Instagram at, and I'll spell it out, T-H-E-S-E-L-K-I-E-S, the word Cottage. They're adorable. Love them. Um, so, yes, thank you, ladies. We hope that we can partner with you. Thank you, you a so much. More. And then, because I'm going to nerd out and fangirl hard. I know.
1: This episode is just full of surprises. Yeah, I love it.
0: <laughs> so, we have a special guest um, who actually lives in the town Bath. In England. Her name is uh, Sarah Robinson. She is the author of Yoga for Witches, Yin for Witches. She's working on a new book um, called Kitchen Witch Stuff. That's not the official title. Um, (laughs) But but, um, you can find her at Yoga for Witches on Instagram. And she also has her website, um, Centennial Yoga. She does um, YouTube videos. She's just amazing. But I found her on Insight Timer which is an amazing app where you can find yoga, you can meditate. And um, she came up because for some reason I put in, I think, witch or something and she came up and all of hers are, are um, geared towards goddesses, uh, witches, elemental stuff. She's just, she's amazing. She's cool.
1: I want to meet oh her gosh. and hang out with her. Yes. And I'm so excited that you got to chat with her. Um, I mean, yeah, it's 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 great. I can't wait to um, have you all listen into the rest of our episode and and you know enjoy with us about this lovely goddess, Sulis.
0: The sources for today's goddess are uh, www.bbc.co.uk. Ooh, fancy. Um, Mm. An article about the Roman baths Celtic acquisitions. Um, Another website was goddessschool.com. Basically, all of my goddess cards had information on her. But the one that I really loved, of course, is the Goddess Oracle by Amy Sophia Marashinsky. Of course, our favorite. Mm-hmm. So, Sulis actually pronounced Sue and Liz. She's also known as Sulis Minerva, in one of the few god. Or she's basically one of the few goddesses recognized as both a Celtic and Roman goddess.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Sul is Celtic for sun and eye, and she is thought to be a sun goddess.
1: Uh, well, we love our sun goddesses being Leos, of course. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, a little bit about the history and location. She is associated with the city of Bath in England, known in Roman times as Aquae Sulis, which means Sulis's waters. She is a powerful <laughs> goddess of fertility, truth, fairness, and justice. And though famous for healing sulis could curse as well as cure yeah so in bath uh there were many curse tablets that have been found which sounds like the burn book you know yeah no it really (laughs)
0: truly is
1: (laughs) so awesome so researchers have found 130 30 cursed tablets at the site and these were petitions to the goddess telling her the nature of the wrongdoing the name if known of the wrongdoer and the graphic details of the desired retribution right, dun, 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 dun. Regina George. <laughs> these tablets were inscribed on thin sheets of pewter or lead so these are like permanent okay <laughs> and then rolled up and addressed to the goddess sulis or sulis minerva and cast into the Sulis Spring. The hot springs over which the city of Bath is built have probably existed for thousands of years. Before the Romans arrived in Britain, the oak tree lined grove with its bubbly orange tinned waters was a spot held sacred by the Celts. And they believed the hot spring, with its rich mineral properties, was the work of the deity Sulis, the Celtic goddess associated with medicine, fertility, and healing. So Celtic coins found at the spring site prove that people use the spring as a means of communicating with Sulis, leaving offerings in the hope of obtaining the goddess's good fortune. And when Claudius the first Roman um, army successfully invaded Britain in 43 AD they actually faced a mammoth task if Britain was to become the furthest flung outpost of the Roman Empire they needed to Romanize the country and one technique employed by the Romans was to prove the was proven extremely successful and it was the adaptation of the native Celtic traditions so By appropriating the pre-existing gods and their associated locations, the conquerors were able to Romanize them and encourage native Britons to accept the Roman way of doing things.
0: Sneaky Italians. Interesting. Very
1: interesting. Mm -hmm. I like that. But, I mean, like, they're not pushing them away for their beliefs they're intertwining them. Exactly. It's interesting. I like it. So the Romans polytheistic faith was not averse to merging Celtic gods with their own Roman deities. So on discovering the sacred spring at Bath, they renamed it Aquae Sulis, and the waters, which is the waters of Sulis. So the Romans merged the Celtic goddess Sulis with one of their own goddesses, Minerva. Mm. And the crossbred deity Sulis Minerva was born. The sacred quality of Aquae Sulis's waters set it apart from other Roman baths, such as Roxeter and Bonash. And while bathing at Aquae Sulis, Romans could not only indulge in the us- usual activities of gossip, grooming, and socializing, mm-hmm. they could also worship Sulis Minerva in the adjoining temple. So the famed healing qualities of the mineral-rich waters further enhanced the sacred qualities of the site so that's pretty cool like you know do the baths which you know not only were baiting and gossiping also a little like orgy action i'm sure um <laughs> and then they'd go over next door to the temple and you know do their little crisp <laughs> tablets i guess <laughs> i'm sorry i'm just back
0: in the the bo nash name i'm like that's would be a great drag name too
1: yeah that would be a great you know it even sounds like a really good rock star name too you know like a I don't know. Like I I'm loving I'm loving all these names definitely. Yeah.
0: I'm just like um we're gonna meet at the Bonash Nash, thanks.
1: Oh yes. Ew. It's it's the the trendy spot. It is the hip spot, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So
0: Sulisa's appearance, um, you know, she's obviously very heavy with water. um, So everything is very flowy. And um, her dress is usually depicted as a milky greenish gray, which is the water of the springs. Mm. And her hair is a bright orange, which is the deposits left behind by the mineral-rich healing waters of the hot springs. It's
1: really cool the way yeah. the minerals, um, change colors like that.
0: Yeah. And, um, Sarah actually goes into it a little bit in the interview portion, um, about how, what the waters look like, how they smell. So yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's very interesting.
1: Yeah. I actually have visited Yellowstone and all of mm-hmm. those lovely hot springs and, mineral pools. And yes, they are very interesting. Everyone is different depending on the amount of thermal um, activity underneath them. Yeah. So they're going to have different um, properties, different colors, different smells, different heat tolerances, like some of them, you know, you're going to die in, yeah. <laughs> and disintegrate in, and some of them you can actually bathe in, which is nice. So no, that that's really cool. I've always um, loved the idea of thermo mineral you know uh, reactive springs it sounds it's just such a cool natural element to this world yep <laughs> I have nothing I'm to sorry to. I'm like, sorry yeah. <laughs> 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 see once again
0: I have no words uh, I, I
1: know I, I I just go on my tangents and you're like okay just keep I, let her keep going
0: <laughs> no 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 I just I, I wanted to just go here here
1: bully <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah. So well, now let's talk a little bit about the legends. So um the date of the hot springs discovery and its development into a sacred site has been lost in time and it could have happened as many as 10,000 10,000 years ago. However, I, I was just what? Say, Can we sit with that for a minute? Yeah. 10,000 years ago. Like what? The yeah, th- we're in 2021. So uh. 2021 is AD so that's only a couple thousand years after, yeah. you know, like, I mean. It's crazy. 10,000. So, <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. So um, how, one legend, which has persisted, um, attributes the spring's discovery to the Celtic king Bladud, which is the eldest son of King Ludd. And Bladud was banished from his father's court when he contracted leprosy. Aww. So, I mean, that's kind of sad, but at the same time, that's a very contagious condition. So, from what I've heard, at least. So,
0: I used to think when I was a kid that you just turned into a
1: leopard. A leopard. With okay, leprosy. I get that. Yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Why is that so, so bad? You know what? I mean, that's what it sounds like as a child, but yeah, when you actually find out, you know, that they're kind of falling apart, it's not as fun. So, <laughs> Well, one day, um, the exiled son, who had become swinnered to survive, watched as his pigs wallowed in a particular muddy spot. And the mud has a miraculous effect of improving the condition of their skin. So ever hopeful, he wallowed in the mud as well and was amazed to find that his leprosy was cured. Hmm. The healed blotted returned to court and succeeded his father as king. And in gratitude, he formed a temple at the hot spring in honor of the goddess Sulis. And legend also has it that the most famous of blotted sons, King Lear, is believed to have committed suicide by throwing himself off the temple. So has a little bit of a morbid uh, history to it as well as the curing history. Yes. Interesting. But, I, I mean... I like that. It's like a fountain of youth, but a fountain of cures. <laughs> <laughs> fountain of muddiness. I
2: yes. Love
0: it. Um, the aqua Sulis, which means, as we kept saying, the waters of Sulis, um, has become a busy leisure, religious, and social center, and developed into what historians described as the most sophisticated town in Roman Britain. So it mm. was the place to be. I bet. The baths became so popular that pilgrims were regular visitors to the town to pay their respects to Solis Minerva. And a plethora of boarding houses developed in the periphery, as my page just got really small. Sorry, guys. Of the <laughs> bathhouse. I'm on my tablet, so it went really big and then small. It's all big. So, I know, right? <laughs> so, on the periphery of the bathhouse to accommodate the never ending stream of eager bathers. I thought
1: it said eager beavers. (laughs) Well, maybe they were very eager beavers
0: too.
1: (laughs) You're an eager beaver. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: The, The bathing complex underwent major expansion and improvement, and by the late Roman period was a sophisticated sequences of pools. Mm. Yeah. The network of pools with water of different temperatures, the large heated swimming pool, and the gymnasium had come a long way since the Ferny Grotto of the Celts.
1: I so love that.
0: Ferny Grotto, I just think of the Playboy Mansion.
1: No, it definitely was um, a very interesting grotto. I've, I've visited it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh.
0: was it like, surreal to be there? Like, I would think it would be so surreal to stand there and go, this is it?
1: yeah no it was very surreal it was very muggy because it's like you know enclosed and Mm -hmm. warm waters um but I never wanted to attempt going into the water no that's (laughs) not gonna heal you I don't think I think I might get something from it as opposed to being healed from it (laughs) yeah yeah definitely I bet you would stand on the
0: outside and say stop
1: Yes, yeah. She's like, these are not the proper waters to go into, okay? Not at all. <sighs>
0: so the popularity of the Roman baths is, uh, of course, well-documented. We know the Romans, those Italians, love their baths. Okay? Yes. However, what set Aquasulis apart and made it so overwhelmingly popular was its healing and sacred associations. hmm So... A horde of 30,000, again, we're in the thousands, 30,000 silver coins. One of the largest discovered in Britain was unearthed in an archaeological dig in 2012. Hmm. The coins, believed to date from the 3rd century, were not far
1: away from the Roman baths. So that's all huh. those people
0: throwing in there.
1: Yeah. Makes me... Um remember that one episode where we talked about the tradition of throwing a penny into the fountain. Was that, Mm -hmm. um, I believe that was Bridget. I think so. Yeah.
0: Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So coming back to the burn book, the curse tablets. (laughs) Yes. I love it. They were also recovered from the site, uh, carrying requests to the deity, including requests for curses to be placed on people who had done them wrong. So, Hex this person. Well, for example, one victim of a crime wrote, To Minerva, the goddess of Ysoulis. I'm not going to do a British accent. That was just bad. (laughs) I had given the thief who had stolen my hooded cloak, whether slave or free, whether man or woman, he is not to buy back this gift unless with his own blood.
1: Oh. Damn.
0: damn. Pissed All off. over
1: a cloak. Mm-hmm. Dang.
0: So, evidence of the pre-Roman sanctity of the springs is known or is shown by the presence of Celtic coins cast into the water as offerings as well. Also, the man-made causeway, which led across marshy grown – wait – across marshy grown from the southwest to the springs is almost certainly pre-Roman. This this is stuff that I kind of talked to Sarah about, too. I'm like, you live in a place where there is so much history. That's insane. Like, we don't have that in America. No. That's just amazing. I mean,
1: the, the history we have is of the indigenous tribes, which mm-hmm. is being, you know, buried left and right. So I, mean, I would love to learn that. more.
0: I know I know, yeah, so we do have a standing invitation, I said, if we come out to visit, we're going swimming. No. Yes, <laughs> yes. like you don't so want to do that. Ah oh, man. So um, I actually I don't think you can. I believe she said that it's closed.
1: Like yeah, they do get visit. to a point where um, it does can it can get toxic. Yeah. So um, I grew up going up to Mammoth Mountain in California, um, and it is actually a volcano, and there was <laughs> um, this lake that we would always go to, and we would swim in as children. And then we went over one summer, and it was all taped off. And said to be toxic because of the um, thermoactivity below it were starting to seep up um, gases um, through the soil and into the lake. And so I was like, how long has it been like that? How long were we swimming in, um, you know, a a poisonous lake?
0: (laughs) 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 What, What point does it
1: get to that they're like, yeah, probably shouldn't have these kids in here? Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, we loved it. Like there was this big old log out in the middle of the lake we'd swim out to and like, 10 of us would be on there playing like king of the mountain, trying to like throw the other one off into the lake and stuff. (laughs) And I'm like, Hmm, maybe this is why we are the way we are. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I blame the parents. And they would just say,
0: we didn't know. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Once the Roman legions departed from Britain early in about the fifth century CE, the city and the bats fell into decline. However, the town was not abandoned. By the 7th century CE, the first Christian structure was established on the ruins of the Roman temple, and the next 1,200 years, a succession of churches rose and fell upon the hallowed grounds. The spa was rediscovered by the beginning of the 16th century as royal and aristocrat families arrived to, in quotes, take the cure. And by the 1720s, Bath was actually on its way to becoming a fashionable
1: spa. I love that. I mean, I love that spa life. That's right. You you know, it (laughs) makes me also think of the Korean day spas out in LA that Mm -hmm. are just so amazing. You go in, you have to be bold, but it definitely is reminiscent of the Roman um, times. You go in nude, completely nude Mm -hmm. with a bunch of people and you just sit around in hot tubs and lay on hot stones and different things like that. And then you get scrubbed down. With these exfoliating mitts and they literally take off like 10 layers of skin it's, a, it's amazing you come oh, out gosh. smoother than a baby's butt okay like a baby's <laughs> bottom. but i mean it's definitely reminiscent of the roman bath times you know you're just going to be walking around in the buff and enjoying that spa time I'm
0: wondering if they had any of the roman scrubbing people That'd be yeah. interesting. I be mean, like, I'm sure that they
1: were scrubbing certain areas, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez.
0: Okay. The hot mineral waters at bath contained genuine therapeutic properties for certain types of affliction. There was a close link between healing, regeneration, and fertility, and patrons of the baths sought the waters for those benefits. Women patrons sought help for childbearing and lactation disorders.
1: <laughs> like, go take you a know dip. what that's actually smart because when you have um, mastitis, uh, clogged milk ducts, you need um, hot water to help loosen up the clog and get it out. So um, that makes a lot of sense.
0: Hmm. I, that's gross. I didn't know yeah, yeah, that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I. I t- I have cats. I don't know. Yeah, they can get it too, actually. I think that my dog had it at one point and it's bad. You can go septic from it. So yeah, yeah, you got to take care of it real fast. Antibiotics, all all that stuff. Yeah.
0: This is a public service announcement. Lactation disorders go to a hot spring now. Yes, you do Good. this. <laughs> Studies of the waters of Bath have revealed the presence of forty-three different minerals, including iron, magnesium, potassium, copper, and radium. That's it. Just it's so incredibly fascinating. That it is. There's all of that in that one spot. It's so
1: crazy. It's it's crazy. I also wonder if um, by bathing in it, I know it heals skin-wise, and you know, but does. The minerals like really penetrate your body and like can you absorb it almost like vitamins like into your system
0: I don't know because I you know I had asked Sarah and she said that her parents used to go swimming in there like they were able to but then they stopped it in about like 70s or 80s i think
2: mm-hmm. so
0: that probably you know i mean now obviously people would have uh, scientists would have done experiments and, and yes that. but i think back then they didn't know they were like oh hey i got in here it's like wearing a big tommy copper like bracelet you know they're like i feel yeah. better let's do this <laughs> tommy copper yeah. you want to sponsor us um, there you go no. yes <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just feel like me. Oh, and Pretty oh Litter, gosh. if
0: you want to sponsor us as well, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, because we're so famous. No, <laughs> so famous. Everybody, we love our goddesses. Yes, we do. Well, um, now we're going to talk a little bit about when you can call on Sulis Minerva. So Sulis, Minerva's powerful our power manifests through the water to help with healing, relaxing and calming the body and spirit. So when you need healing, when you have been wronged, when um, you need fulfillment of wishes, especially for justice, against wrongdoing, mm-hmm. for courage to speak your truth, um, to help in the healing of others, and when you need help arranging your schedule or finances to allow a trip to the ocean or lake. Hmm. Interesting.
0: I think she's got more to do than worry about. I'll be like, please help me. When can I go to the lake? Thank you.
1: <laughs> you know, you're by a lake. I'm by the ocean. You know, True. we just need to, like, um, call to her to do our opposing trips to one another. She's going to help with our our schedule and finances, okay?
0: You know, <laughs> She's our... funny, yeah, you know what's funny is when I was living in California, I kept getting the Sula's card. Oh. And it kept saying go to near water, you know, that you'll have your healing when you go to the water, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, I'm like, I'm by the ocean. I'm here, like, hello, I'm cool. And it wasn't until I moved here. And then I very rarely get that card, which is funny.
1: So I'm like, I wonder yeah, if it was almost
0: her way of saying, go back home, that you need to heal.
1: You know, I don't know. Yeah. You trying know, to get all deep. She was also acting as your little travel agent, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so list the travel agent, huh? Which we don't have those anymore, except Chris's mom, I think, uses a travel agent, which I think is so cute.
1: They that are happen, still buddy. around um, mm-hmm. for like specialty places. I feel like yeah. I've noticed a lot of my wealthy clients that use. Um, like, I have a client that specifically is a Fiji travel agent. Um, oh. so things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So if we so want to they, go to they Fiji, do exist.
1: yes, let's um, do we it. can call up this Fiji lady. Yes. <laughs>
0: I just, I've always wanted to like stay in one of those places where it has like you go out onto the little boardwalk thing and it yes, has the house. Yes. The little hut over everything. I'm like, yes.
1: Okay, Sulis so Minerva, please become our travel agent to the hey. Fiji standing huts in the water. <laughs> Thank you, Sulis.
0: <laughs> um, well, some activities and rituals that you can do to, you know, connect a little bit more with uh, our goddess. Commit to releasing wrongdoings and injustices to bring feelings of peace and well-being, which releasing wrongdoings is, you know, that's, that's a hard thing to do. So release mm-hmm. them. Raise your energy levels by meditating on gratitude and magnifying your love force, which I like. Mm. Breathe slowly in and out to help bring you calm and to reconnect you with your body's ability to heal that is what Gigi had to do today because she has a two-year-old that's Uh in
1: it and Nicole got to hear she got to hear the tantrum this morning I love
0: that little child so much but I am happy with my life choices
1: and you have so much patience I, I applaud you And right now I'm watching him on his monitor. He crawled out of his crib and he is hanging out by his door and trying to escape. So, yeah. (laughs) make time to wrap it up quick. Oh, he's opening it.
0: Right. uh Uh-oh. Make time to relax as it's, I feel like, like a parent's coming in. I'm like, no, hurry, hurry. Make time to relax as it's vital for your health. Give yourself a sacred bath or a shower with essential oils, salts, herbs, etc. So you could add sea salt or Himalayan salt, milk, rose petals, lavender, herbs, flowers, as we said, essential oils. And after your bath, put lotion or essential oils diluted, of course, in coconut oil over your body use an oil specific to your healing needs. So, uh, chamomile for an upset stomach, eucalyptus, which is what is in our um, Selkie's cottage candle for mm-hmm. respiratory issues, lavender for anxiety, and the list goes on. The final way you can super connect with this goddess, just drink your water.
1: <laughs> Guys, drink oh my gosh. water. You right. know what? You, you know those um, water bottles with the ounces and it's like okay it's nine, 9 a.m you have to drink this many ounces and you just kind of mark it down as you go we should make like a Sulless one.
0: I have one.
1: Oh okay <laughs> we'll see you know me trying to be yeah. smart over here.
0: <laughs> um we'll take a picture and I will put Sulless's part on it and be like thank you Sulless
1: <laughs> Oh my goodness oh, I do, my if I don't goodness. have
0: a gallon of water I won't drink it. Like I just need my my jug of it
1: uh oh I hear a door I have I have uh two visitors my son just crawled into the room along with my dogs yeah <laughs> all right well while Gigi's
0: dealing with that let's um talk to our special guest Sarah Robinson from Yoga for Witches and Centennia Yoga yay well goddesses we have an amazing guest we have Miss Sarah Robinson who is a extraordinary yoga teacher i've taken her classes she is a meditation teacher she is an author author of yoga for witches and yin magic which i have both books um kind of fangirling a little bit now sarah (laughs) um you also have an amazing following on insight timer and i read in one of the books you also hold a master's in psychology and neuroscience is there anything that you can't
2: do well I talk about that master. Honestly, (laughs) it was so long ago. It feels—it feels like a lifetime ago when I was—I was someone else back then. But uh, I I wheel it out because it sounds impressive. You know, I dare say I can't remember a thing about it. But uh, (laughs) it was good at the time. Right? You're like, it's my impressive
0: thing. I like it.
2: Yeah, it's a thing that makes me sound like I know what I'm talking about. So just well, throw that and- in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you are great at it. And I actually discovered you on Insight Timer, like a lot of um, people that find you. And uh, it was at a time that I had just lost my mom. It was about three years ago. And I listened to your, um, I think it was the uh, the Goddess series that you did, the first one. Yeah. And, it just made me waken the witch within, so I want to thank you for that. <laughs> so it just they what you do is is truly extraordinary. So you are helping people, so thank you for that.
2: Thank you so much. That's lovely. I think Insight Timer is a it's was it was really needed. I think just a, a platform where these offerings were free, they were easy for everyone to get hold of, um, and it's the same with the yoga and the and the goddess things. It's just it's lovely to have it as just something people can connect to anytime, you know, there's no barrier to that. And I think that's really, really special. Absolutely. And you,
0: the way that you, um, conduct your guided meditations, they're just so relatable and comforting. It is like putting a blanket around you of comfort and yours is very unique because there aren't that many goddess guided meditations on insight timers. So I love that you have that little niche going. So yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's it's yeah I suppose it's my niche but also it's kind of uh it's a coming home I suppose Mm -hmm. um you know I've I've done the kind of uh the vipassana the buddhist meditation with my yoga training and and things but actually the the storytelling which is more what I do now is is very much kind of my native celtic storytelling roots kind of coming through I guess or something like that that's fabulous (laughs) and that
0: is the reason i I'm well, I want to talk to you about many goddesses, but we'll save that mm-hmm. for another episode. But um, this week's goddess that we're talking about is uh, Sulis or mm-hmm. Sulis Minerva, and you are located in the, the Bath area, so um, I thought you would be the perfect person to talk to. When did you first discover this goddess, and, and how have you connected with her?
2: So, for those of you who don't know, the city of Bath in England uh, was once called by the Roman's sulis uh, aquai sulis which is the waters of sulis so it was literally her her town here um and i suppose living in bath you can't kind of uh, you can't escape from that fact but in a good way you know she's she's part of the the structure of, of the city yes and um her the, the warm waters kind of run underneath the cobbled streets and you know this is kind of lovely sense that she is everywhere um And then for those of you who haven't been to the Roman baths that uh, are part of the city, there is uh, these beautiful hot springs. Uh, I think they're the only natural hot springs in the British Isles, something like that. Oh, wow. Um, And there's a very specific uh, sacred spring that is Sulis, specifically for Sulis. It is her, her little temple space, her sacred spring. And that's, where it was thought that she kind of, she resided. So the kind of bubbling waters, the heat, this special healing water was, was her. It was the embodied goddess in this space. Yes.
0: And she's known as the um, kind of the mother goddess, the mother of healing.
2: Yes. So it's funny with Celtic goddesses. We we have, um, the Celts didn't really write anything down. So we have very little uh, in terms of what the Celts felt about this goddess, except obviously her name, Sulis, is connected to words meaning light and sight and space. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the lovely thing, I think it's quite lovely, when the Romans came, (laughs) obviously it wasn't probably all fun and parties, but when the Romans came, they connected this goddess of light and seeing with their goddess Minerva of wisdom, and they brought them together together, and and they named the city after Sulis, so they sort of honoured her in that way as well, so that was nice. Um, she, Yeah, she's one of the very few that um,
0: Celtic and Roman have combined together, that a goddess is combined together like that.
2: Yeah, I like yeah. to think the kind of the Romans picked, you know, the very best to, yes. <laughs> uh, to bring through. So they brought through um, Sulis Minerva and, the, and they, they kind of combined... The goddess and that's good because it means we have a little bit more we know a little bit more about her because the romans spent a little bit more time writing things down so we know a little bit more about her through that um so the goddess sulis and also the goddess epona are both kind of present via the help of the romans especially in bath so that's yeah. that's really nice oh fantastic
0: now have you actually partaken in any of these springs or done any kind of
2: rituals around them uh I've got some vaguely vaguely interesting stories Let's okay. go I'm not really selling it I'll try and, I'll try and do better um so specifically the spring of sulis is uh you can't go in that one it's uh very specifically for sort of a temple space but um the romans what they did is they would um they would write little messages on on iron uh tablets and throw them into the water to sort of gift to the goddess and They're they're known as the the Roman curse tablets. which Yes, (laughs) yes, I read about those. (laughs) So they're they're mainly kind of complaints about lost gloves and clothes and things. So it's kind of funny (laughs) that these little day-to-day kind of quibbles were kind of offered up to the goddess. So there's hundreds of those. So um, they kind of start them all with um, uh, DSM, which is Dia Sulis Minerva. Um, and kind of everything else after that, it's like you know these terrible things have befallen <laughs> me. Somebody's ill. Somebody's stolen my things. You know. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. Uh, and then you have the Great Baths, which are a big space, uh, kind of a big open air bath in Bath, um, <laughs> and that is beautiful and is lovely to see, especially um, in the summer. They kind of light up the baths with these kind of flaming torches, and it's all very beautiful. Um, and back in the 70s, when nobody really cared about health and safety, you could swim in these baths. Oh. Um, and my parents have swum in those baths, which is fantastic, because <gasps> later on, they realised that the, that they were all kind of lead lined and just incredibly poisonous oh, to no. kind of <laughs> hang out in for too long. So luckily, kind of, they just did it once, and it was fine. Uh, but you're not allowed to do that anymore. As, <laughs> um, as my parents always say, they're like, it was the 70s. We didn't know. Exactly. That's <laughs> exactly it. So they all just had a fabulous time and didn't know. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also we have um, kind of a new, very modern complex, which uses the same heated water. So you can you can still bathe in the healing waters, which is nice. Um, yeah. And I mentioned briefly uh, goddess Epona, who is the Celtic goddess of horses and kind of travel and freedom and she was adopted wholesale by the Romans they just took the name they didn't change her at all oh. <laughs> and there is uh and there is a specifically a, a bath for horses um that you can you can you can bathe in now um but it's just very sweet that they had this this little bath just for the horses and there's little little sculptures of Epona there watching over the horses to have their healing baths as well that
0: sounds so lovely one day (laughs) when we can travel Gigi and i all have to come visit oh
1: you'll love it
0: it it does it looks incredible from any pictures that Mm. I can see and she's just such a special and amazing goddess and I didn't realize how much history there truly truly was but Since you do know a lot of Celtic and that is your heritage, you might need to be our resident um, Celtic name
2: person. Oh, sure, (laughs) absolutely.
0: (laughs) We struggle so badly with them, and we want to do it justice so badly. (laughs) But um, so yes, thank you so much for telling us, uh, you know, a little bit about her. And um, I wanted to talk about the uh, the 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 fires that Mm -hmm. are there now they were tended to by like priestesses. Is that correct at one point? And
2: it's similar to Brigid? Uh, yes. So mm-hmm. we had uh, in Roman, very similar to kind of Greek, kind of Greek and Roman kind of practices are very similar. And you had these ideas of eternal fires and to, yes. to, to tend them involved uh, women priestesses keeping those fires lit. And they were very much the kind of the embodiment of um, Uh, It was Vesta for the Romans, Hestia for the Greeks, Mm -hmm. and, and the kind of the ongoing flames were kind of considered to be just absolutely paramount to the ongoing kind of wellness and kind of power of the society. So they were considered, you know, just... Utterly, the kind of the heart of the city. Yes. Oh, I love that. I do.
0: Um, I was going to say that you actually, I think it was in one of your kind of tea time meditations that you have mm-hmm. on Insight Timer um, that you did. It was like the storytelling one. You actually um, brought out the Goddess Oracle deck by Amy mm-hmm. Sophia Maroszynski. And oh, yes. yeah, and I bought it, and that was what got me, gave me the idea to start doing this podcast because I wanted to be accountable to learn about these goddesses um because I do feel very drawn to different goddesses and learning mm. when did you find that you were drawn to just learning about different goddesses
2: Ooh, good question <laughs> uh gosh it, I mean it goes back to you know, when I was very small my dad would read to me the stories of sort of the Greek myths And obviously my whole family coming from Bath, you know, Mm those stories kind of were just around. So it feels in a way that, you know, (laughs) I've been interested in goddesses pretty much since since childhood, I suppose, just in a kind of uh, a background fascination, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's funny as soon as you start kind of. Getting pulled towards them, they are everywhere. Yes, you know? they are in carved in walls and in paintings, and you see them walking around cities. And it's just suddenly they are everywhere, and it, it seems almost strange that you sort of go through times not even noticing, and then suddenly, of course, there there are the goddesses atop the buildings and in the streets and that's oh, lovely. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. No, definitely. It's funny. Cause I, the card I pulled today was Sulis. So I was like, well, that was <sighs>
2: <is> intervention. <laughs> uh, she's such a And she's, she's on the cover as well. I think of the goddess. Office, yes. isn't she? And um, I like the story that um, there's a lot of, um, is it iron or sulfur or something in the water that turns everything red. So yes. Sulis's hair is red to kind of reflect the fact that all this kind of red Deposit is kind of around all the springs and things where it's sort of built up over time. So she's definitely a redhead, I think.
0: Yes, red hair, and then um, the, I love the the concept of her dress um, being kind of the murky waters of her.
2: Oh of yes, because the, the water is very murky. Oh, is lovely it? <laughs> as it is, you know, it's steamy and it's beautiful. It's this is funny. It's kind of you know, it is beautiful, but there's also you can drink the healing waters from the spring and. And it's horrible. It is the most disgusting water you've ever tasted. <laughs> oh, it's no. um, it's very sulphurous, so it kind of tastes like boiled egg water. Oh um, no! So it's very healing, but it is also awful. <laughs> um, so, you,
0: you heal in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. So
2: it's exactly. that kind of idea of the murky, murky waters and the smell of egg, and you know, just kind of the realness of it all. You know, it's not all glamorous. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you for giving us a real portrayal of this yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh Sarah thank you so much for joining us um I wanted to see do you have any other projects coming up like books coming up because I know you just launched yin
2: I think it was around Halloween right gosh yeah so that okay. I actually yeah so there were two books last year there was yin magic and yoga for witches and then mm-hmm. this year is taken up with my my third book uh so I'm working on book number three um, and that's called Kitchen Witch. Oh, and... Gigi's gonna love that. <laughs> oh, it's so I'm, you know, it's so funny. I kind of started out with this just vague idea of all this gorgeousness of kind of magic and herbs in the kitchen, and it's turned into this kind of exploration of the history of women, the history of women making food, of kind of nourishment and folklore and fairy tales, and it's just, it's turned into this big thing and. Oh, I'm I'm loving it but I'm also I'm also angry a lot <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> all these women getting mistreated I'm just like yes complete. so oh. I have I have fun connecting to the witches and also getting a bit angry about things and then finding some lovely goddesses oh, some great goddesses of food as well I mean it's just the best I think one of the best places for to find the really fun goddesses oh that um. sounds
0: incredible <laughs> when can we uh look forward to that
2: so that will be out the very early 2022. Oh my goodness, that's a lot. It feels like a long way away now, but... Um, but it's I not think... when you're writing it. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I think pre-orders will probably be this year, kind of the end of this year. Um, oh. and, and I procrastinate from actually writing the book by making little memes and little videos about it. So you'll see lots of little <laughs> kind of things on social media that I'm making instead of writing the book, I'm just making pretty pictures about it instead of
0: course you have to yeah. pump
2: yourself up come on <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> well sarah please don't forget about us when you become super rich and famous these oh, well, are incredible.
2: <laughs> Aww.
0: how can our goddesses find you because we're going to actually put your instagram youtube and insight timer in our show notes but um how would you like them to
2: find you Uh, So my website is www.sentiayoga.com. So that is S-E-N-T-I-A yoga.com. Sentia was a Roman goddess of awareness and mindfulness. So another little obscure goddess for you there. Um, (laughs) And basically Sentia Yoga and my name, Sarah Robinson, will get you to all of the things that I do uh, on Insight Timer, on the website, on Instagram. So it's kind of... I'm just that on everything. I think Could just kind of spread out over the web sphere. <laughs> Perfect.
0: So that'll be the gateway to you. All right. Well, thank yes. you so much, Sarah. We greatly appreciate it, and um, we're hope to have you back.
2: I would love to come back. I'll talk kitchen witch with you next time. Or yes. food goddesses. Oh, we could do. Oh, we could do all the goddesses of food and drink and stuff. That would be fantastic. Yes, Let's do that. <laughs> done, done
1: and done. <laughs> well, that was amazing. I'm so jealous that you got to talk to her. <laughs>
0: Uh, Well, she actually is going to be writing that Kitchen Witch book at the end of the year, I think. And I told her how you would love that because you are definitely a Kitchen Witch.
1: Um, So we'll have her (sighs) back on. Oh, yay. That's going to be so awesome. Well, thanks to my son, I had to miss out on that, but we're all good. We love James. You know, Sulis Minerva, she does help with fertility. Um, Also, you know, like we said bringing feelings of peace and (laughs) well-being right breathe in breathe out (laughs) and we do that with my son a lot we do a lot of that let's breathe let's take a deep breath in and out okay now let's talk about some correspondences that you can use to connect with sulis minerva so some symbols and offerings are a light blue altar cloth and copper gold Olive green and orange candles. I love that. Mm-hmm. Representations of Sula's Minerva, owls, eagles, and phoenixes.
0: Oh my god! Oh, I love birds.
1: that. Um, wh- wheat cakes and fire. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what wheat cakes are. I'm assuming it's type of bread or um, um, pastry. It's actually
0: cakes of wheat. Uh, I got nothing. The the cakes of there. wheat. <laughs> <dirt>. <laughs>
1: also um sea salt and spring water in separate stone bowls so huh interesting um some colors would be gold yellow copper light blue olive green orange and green loving all those those are all and then yeah yeah. (laughs) some gemstones are um kyanite celestine topaz pyrite amethyst, rose quartz, hematite, lapis lazuli, and carnelian. Hmm. And then some incense and scented oils would be lavender, clove, sage, lemon, bay laurel, eucalyptus, cinnamon, ginger, and chamomile. And then some animals, of course, like we said before, owls, eagles, phoenixes, and wait for it, Lions! So we definitely got some Leo energy in there. And then um, fruits, flowers, and herbs would be oranges, lemons, grapefruit, ginger, and garlic, mm-hmm. um, orange roses, heather and honeysuckle, feverfew, echinacea, chamomile, lavender, eucalyptus leaves, mint, rosemary, chives, bay, laurel leaves, dill kava kava valerian and cinnamon so she's got a lot of options there and they're all very tasty and and uh, beautiful to the senses
0: i love all of those and all of those incense and scented
1: oils and the herbs I mean,
0: pretty much what you have in your kitchen
1: usually yeah i she think we found amazing. um our, our our leo goddess and we're definitely connecting with this
0: i do i love Sulas. As pictured in the goddess oracle deck, Sulis is swimming up through her healing waters into the light of the sun. She represents the depth all people must plumb in their journey to light, health, and wholeness. Hmm. I love how after the closing, whoever reads it, the other person always seems to go, hmm. Because it is, you like think of it and you stop and you go, damn, that's heavy. That's good. Yeah,
1: they always have such amazing messages absolutely very thought-provoking
0: I want to thank, again, our um, our sponsor this week, the um, Selkies Cottage. You can find them Thank on, you so much. Yeah, you can find them on Instagram at the Selkies Cottage. We'll have them in our show notes. Uh, they have a beautiful Etsy as well, and I'll put a link to that. Um, mm-hmm. Like Gigi said, it's coming up Mother's Day. Happy almost Mother's, know, Day, Mother's Day, Gigi.
1: So what are you oh, I wonder what Mother's James is going to do for me. Yeah. <laughs> Right, exactly.
0: Whether you have, you know, your mom, whether you are a mom, whether you're grieving a mom, whether you're a mom of pets, just love them. Yes. Love your moms. I want to honor your moms. Yes, exactly. I want to thank Sarah Robinson, author of Yoga for Witches, Yin for Witches. Thank you so much, Sarah. She is phenomenal. Find her on Insight Timer. I actually paid for Insight Timer because I loved her that much. I was like, oh. you know what was weird? I'm so used to meditating with her that actually speaking to her. I was like, oh, my gosh, she's
1: <laughs> responding back to me. This is real. She's real. This is not. This is not just the, like you know, a robotic entity.
0: Miss <laughs> yeah. so. Gigi, where can um, our goddesses find us?
1: Well, of course, you can find us on the good old Instagram, Ooh. Goddess Chat Leo's, and you can also email us if you'd like to chat. Um, send us any tidbits of information. Sorry, you might hear my dogs barking right now. Is that Luna um, or a Titus? It's a Titus and Luna. Oh, both of them. Okay, good. Um, so yeah, if you want to um, email me and be like, shut your dogs up, you can. Um, it <laughs> or would if be... you want to say you love <laughs> our dogs,
0: then that's good too.
1: It would be goddess chat at yahoo.com. So. Absolutely. And please,
0: on any listening system, especially Apple Podcasts it us help to get our show out there if you rate and review um we want to read reviews on we have a couple so you know maybe next time we'll, we'll get into that if you have a goddess that you want us to talk about please do i think i heard beautiful little james
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he probably wants mommy so i got
0: nothing else i love you goddesses
1: love you all thank you so much thank for you. joining us on this exciting episode of sulis minerva love you guys bye Mwah. Mwah.